You're listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast, episode 46, Following the Voices. A thin white mist covered the land. The pale glow of the moon could hardly be seen. Abby saw it was the perfect time to be invisible and enter the underground unseen. Still, she took every precaution in choosing her way to the back door of the churchyard. Drizzle was falling through the warm and humid air. She felt the key in her pants pocket as she surveyed the churchyard wall from the cornfield. Nothing moved. Without a sound, she crossed the dirt path, unlocked the door, and stepped inside. Standing still, she heard the rain and the wind in the leaves. The click from locking the door was almost inaudible. Things were going perfectly. Abby walked along the bird watcher's path to the cave of vines and crawled inside. Gently pushing aside some branches, she found the narrow opening into the thicket of brambles and vines. She could barely see, but she knew where she was going. In moments, she touched the large flat stone covering the entrance to the underground. A faint murmuring had begun. She pulled the stone aside and the murmuring increased. The darkness below was thick and seemed almost infinite. She went in feet first so she could pull the stone back into place, but she kept getting stuck. Her backpack was in the way. She took it off and pushed it under the brambles and leaves. Saying a prayer, she slid down a hole and sealed the entrance with the rock. Claustrophobia overwhelmed her, but there was nothing to do but go on, sliding slowly down and down. Finally, she reached the level path, and by feeling the dirt wall, found the entrance to her small underground room. It seemed years since she had been there, but it had only been a week ago. Groping blindly to the corner, she unwrapped the map stick. The light gleamed with astonishing beauty and clarity. Abby saw the map of the underground in her mind and knew it was just a tiny part of an inconceivably enormous world. The voices were suddenly getting louder. They seemed to be coming from a certain spot, somewhere below Hidden Valley. But the voices were coming from other spots as well, both louder and softer, bigger and smaller. It was a cacophony of sounds, totally confusing. 
Abby had no idea what to do. But in her heart, she felt that she must do something. Otherwise, the voices would haunt her. Perhaps she could find her way back to the fork in the tunnel where Wendy had warned her. But perhaps Wendy was just warning her not to chase the voices. Wendy and Abby had other big plans for that day. Abby sat in the old chair, amazed that it didn't collapse beneath her. Everything in that underground room looked a hundred years old. There's a quality about this place. The map stick seems more powerful. My mind is working. Let's see if I can find just one good clue. The map stick will help me. What clues do I have? Voices coming from so many places, but one is the strongest. And that location may be the root cavern with the writings on the wall and the colossal dreamstone sphere. It's definitely a powerful spot, but I've been there and heard no voices. I didn't sense the presence of what I'm dealing with today. Abby's mind went blank. And then she heard the opening lines of the rhyme. When you go down under jutting stone, following the way alone. In a flash, she realized that it was a song. It had a tune she had heard before, probably a very long time ago. She repeated it in her mind. No instruments, just a voice. Perhaps an old voice, telling stories. The rhyme is part of a story. <gasps> Grandfather Walker, Sonny's father. It must be him, the Young Warriors Club, long, long ago. She knew that with luck, she could catch the rest of the song. She let it play in her mind, feeling the words at her fingertips. And then... When you go down under jutting stone, following the way alone, very few have found the way from the stream of ghosts back to open day. A warning everyone should know, there is no safe way to go. The invisible door, I'll tell you true, depends on what's inside of you. Look for the stone that's on the wall. If you're the one who hears the call, don't forget when the voices start, take a look inside your heart. They come from the lake of broken hearts, my children. Abby let it play over and over. When you go down under jutting stone, following the way alone... Okay, now what does this tell me? From the stream of ghosts hmm, lots of things. It was part of the Young Warriors Club. It was probably part of a story that included the ghost girl. No one else explored underground. I was the only queen of the underworld. 
The voices must really be there if Grandfather Walker made up that rhyme. No, he didn't make it up. It was passed down to us from long, long ago. Don't forget when the voices start. This rhyme is advice from the ancient past. What can I learn? Well, the voices come from the stream of ghosts. It's dangerous. Very hard to return. There's no safe way except the invisible door. And what happens next depends on what's inside of you. If you hear the call, look for the stone on the wall. That sounds like Dreamstone. Definitely a door. Hmm. Maybe that's a way. When the voices start, take a look inside your heart. They come from the place of broken hearts. Okay. The voices have already begun. I can hear the call from the place of broken hearts. I need to look inside my heart. Abby immediately realized that she was living with a broken heart. She was jinxed and disappointed in love and had very little confidence in her mission from Wendy. But without that mission, she really had no life to live. She would be a failure and it would be almost impossible to recover and begin again. Part of her was depressed most of the time. Okay, that song is certainly meant for me. Do I hear the voices because I have a broken heart? And how will I get out of there? I want to do something and then come back. I'm certainly not looking to stay, so I must not be completely depressed. All right, what's next? Hmm. I would like the best invisible door I can find. And that's the dreamstone sphere that Wendy showed me. It's already helping me understand myself. I need to go back there, and with the help of the map stick, I can probably find it. I'm pretty sure I can see it in the map in my mind. But I don't have any time and energy to waste. I don't dare get lost, and even if I don't get lost, I can't endure the hours of hiking there and back. I want to be at my best. Maybe I should just get some sleep and do this tomorrow night. <sighs> no, I can't bear living like this. Abby studied the map again, trying to be sure of her route. She listened closely to the voices again. The sounds were in the shape of words and sentences, but she couldn't understand anything. Wave after wave of gibberish washed over her. Even the emotional content was obscure. The result for Abby was truly frightening, nightmarish. I simply must deal with this. If I don't confront it, I'll be sucked into it. The voice of the mapstick spoke in her mind. I'll show you a shorter way, much shorter. Look at the map again. She stared at the three-dimensional maze of caverns and tunnels. 
full of signs and signals whose meaning she could only guess. Certain caverns appeared with a bright light, and some were like faint stars she could barely see. It was hard to keep track of the levels of her route. There were passageways that moved from one level to another. Some displayed a glittering light that Abby guessed were rivers. Trust me. Remember how I got into Wendy's garden? I know a way. Abby felt she had no choice but to have faith. If she rejected the voice of the mapstick, she would never find the source of the muttering. The incomprehensible voices would continue to pursue her, and her only course of action would be to flee to Wendy again for help. I need to at least try. If I can't find the way, I'll return or take the route to Wendy's. She set off down the warm dirt tunnel. A rat scurried out of the way. She passed by the trap door over her head that led to Sammy's coffee shop. After a long walk downhill, she was under the river. The clamoring voices grew louder and louder. But since she had made a decision, her mind was clear. The tunnel opened up into the damp caverns with water dripping down from the ceiling, making shapes like icicles. Don't miss the turn on your right. At that moment, there was a passageway on her right, one she remembered from her journey home with Chi-Chi. But am I going all the way back toward the jutting stone, and then all the way to Root Cavern, and then all the way back? I can't do it. Of course not. There's another way. You'll see. It's hard for me to trust anything or anyone. I am only a part of yourself. A part you need to listen to. And after you pass under the haunted house, watch for the hard right turn. The mapstick shone with great power shedding a light that was soft, but illuminated everything down to the smallest detail. The slightly blue glow was easy on the eyes, not at all like a spotlight or the headlight of a car. It had the same illumination at the tip of her staff as it did on objects at a distance. Abby found the right turn to another gentle tunnel cleared of stalagmites and stalactites, a way that must have been used by people long ago. The breeze began to smell like cool water. I must be on the way to the river from Hidden Valley, a very difficult hike. No, watch for a left turn. You're going deep under the horn. You've heard about it before. You'll be there soon. Oh, I'm not going to the root cavern. I'm going to the dreamstone mirror. I've indeed heard about it. Phoebe went there a few months ago and I was so jealous. Oh, I, I can't wait. 
Abby almost missed the left turn. It was no more than a hole in the wall. Coming closer, she saw a level tunnel that suddenly seemed to end. Crawling slowly forward, she recited the jutting stone poem to prepare herself and keep her mind off the terror of getting stuck, imprisoned far from rescue. Suddenly the floor just ahead seemed to drop off into nowhere. Approaching it slowly, she saw a steep downhill climb, full of rock and clay. The ceiling was far above her. This level of the tunnel had collapsed long ago. But Abby had climbed in places like this before. She used the staff, her other hand, both feet, and moved from one sitting position to another. It was arduous, but safe. This can't last forever. But it felt that way. The avalanche finally leveled off and she could walk. A few minutes went by. With the corner of her eye, she saw what seemed to be a hole in the wall on her left. Somehow, I learned you have to crawl into the mirror cave. Only two entrances, both of them terrible. But at least I'm almost there. Here we go. On hands and knees, with the map stick leading the way, she crawled for about a hundred yards. With no transition, the tunnel opened up into a glorious cavern. The map stick shone across a wide oval shape with a high ceiling. Gemstones shone with many colors like a thousand stars. It was breathtaking. The voices were right next to her, as if only a thin curtain separated her from an aimless mob a million lost souls. But there was no sign of Dreamstone on the ground level. She walked around the oval and stretched her cramped muscles. A couple of old wooden chairs and wooden crates made places to sit. Burnt out candles left wax on some chinks in the rock wall. A giant piece of burlap covered a whole piece of the wall. That's over eight feet high and twice as wide. What's it doing there? She pulled back a corner and saw the smooth, translucent blue of Dreamstone, shining like a glowing planet in the light of the mapstick. Oh my God, I have such little faith. Here it is. How do you get this covering off the wall? She put three crates on top of each other and inspected what turned out to be hooks in the rocky surface. She gently pulled the burlap, and it suddenly fell, exposing an immense dreamstone surface, flat and glowing like a mirror in the light. Don't look. Get ready first. Powers that be, come and help me. Oh, please let me do something good. Please, I promise I'll struggle to do good my life long. 
There was a crate about 10 feet from the giant dreamstone door looming in front of her. She sat down, took a deep breath, and raised her eyes. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Episode 47 is coming soon. To hear all the episodes, visit us at www.protectorsofthewood.com. For Facebook and Instagram, follow us at Protectors of the Wood book series. Facing the mirror Looks like a stranger Can recognize myself today Sometimes I think in your arms My fear would melt away God help me find a way go eastward I can go westward I never find someone like you I've seen you disappear down a lonesome track each time I see you coming i
Shoot.